The captain stood before his men Were called into the breach once more So many battles we have fought But this one just might end the war Sometimes we lost, sometimes we won Sometimes we had to turn and run To live to fight again Old and in the way, sisters Laugh and learn with me, Janet And me, Nancy The The Bitchin' Sisters Sisters, As we tell it like it is The way it was back then And the mess we're in now We're growing old in a new world With skyrocketing costs Crazy fashions Changing norms And I hate to remind you With limited time left (laughs) Yeah We've got some practical ideas that might work for you. And we definitely have some opinions that you might have, too. We'll entertain you and inform you. Let's look back at how it was and ahead to what's coming. And if you're young, maybe you can learn something from your elders. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, we're wise, but we've definitely been there and done that. How do you know it's time to quit? After I retired and I was subbing in a Montessori kindergarten classroom, when all of a sudden I was sitting in a little kid's chair and I reached over to get a red rod, a a material for math, and my hip went out. My hip went out. I couldn't believe it. It was the second time I had had a hip replacement and it had come out nine months after I had it, had it put back in, and then six months later, out it comes, just so out of the blue. It just pops out of the joint? Yeah, and the it joint pops, pops yeah. apart. And I can't. And you're, and you're in pain. Oh, yeah. And you can't get up. So there was also a sub who was the assistant. And I said, can you come over and try to help me stand up? So, Ooh, woo. yeah. So she and I tried to stand me up, and I couldn't. And I knew, I knew the drill from before. I said, well... I looked around the room, everybody was working, all these five, five-year-olds and four-year-olds, and I said, you better call an ambulance, Kathy. And this little boy looked up and he said, Miss Nancy, did your hip fall out again? Oh, God. <laughs> they, they, I've been there so long, they know the story. And uh, I said, yes, it did, but just keep on working. So they did. Oh, boy. <laughs> so the ambulance was called, and... Uh, they know Kathy notified the principal and she came in and I I called my other half, Mike, and I said, What are you doing? And he said, Well, I'm just actually driving by the school. And I said, Well, why don't you pull in? I need to see you. <laughs> so he comes in and I tell him I can't stand up and the ambulance is coming. And he's like, Oh my God. And so uh as soon as the EMTs held me up to put me on the gurney. Mm-hmm. It went back in. Nice. And they said, yeah. But they said, well, you, you know, you don't have to use the ambulance. And I said, well, I don't really know what's going on in there. I think I better go and find out. So I'll, you can take me to the emergency room. So I went and they x-rayed it. And they, uh, my surgeon told me that once the socket is dislocated, there's a 20% chance it could happen again. And I realized now I'm part of the statistics. I called my surgeon to schedule a meeting, but he was out of town till Friday. So the team at the hospital was in agreement that I needed what's called a revision, a nice term for a new replacement appliance. I don't know when or if that is was going to happen, but, you know, even though my surgeon was 
on vacation till Friday. He called me on Thursday. So they must have alerted him. He was mm-hmm. so nice. And mm-hmm. he said, Nancy, we're going to get you in as soon as possible. Usually it's like three months out with him mm-hmm. and it was six weeks. Mm-hmm. And so the end result was that I decided if I can't reach the floor in a small chair to manipulate the materials, I have no business subbing because I cannot teach the children. Because you want to be down at their level. Yes. That's, that's one of the things about Montessori is you're not like ho- hovering <laughs> high above the children. Exactly. Yeah. I was on, I needed to be on the floor with them, showing them how to use the materials. Yeah. So I canceled all my future sub dates. I notified the principal. And I've notified, I've officially entered a new phase of my life due to my physical limitations. And the entire idea that I'm no longer a physical presence in the school doing what I love, being with the kids, is it's hard to get used to, I have to tell you. A bit of self-pity, but mostly thinking, what have I got now in my life? I've got knitting, reading, crosswords, the computer, walking on sidewalks, no longer in the field because it's really? uneven, really? and cooking for the joy of seeing Mike smile when he digs in my other half. It's not a lot, but I do not have terminal cancer or the loss of a limb. I have a lot to be grateful for. It's just new right now, and it's unsettling. Well, when I decided to stop working, um, I I had my husband and I had run this little manufacturing business, hand manufacturing business for over twenty years, and when we finally sold it off in a couple of pieces. We everybody got some money and we were we were comfortable, but we still had to work for a while. So I began working in the uh, marketing department of uh, our local healthcare facility, and uh, it was just fine. I could I could do what they wanted me to do: events and videos and ads and that kind of thing. But they're always and when you're working for there's a bureaucracy there and people don't always get along and i wasn't always happy and i didn't always feel valued because i felt like i i was doing so many different things and maybe i felt like i wasn't getting paid enough and they said oh but studies have shown that people with your job dis- job description this is how much they make in this oh, area boy. and i just thought look they aren't doing websites and videos and all of this there yeah and then i had a friend who was approximately my age and she had just retired and she said well why don't you think about retiring early i was i think i was 63 and a half 64 and of course, I had thought I'd have to wait because most people end up waiting so they can get Social Security because if you aren't working, you don't have insurance. But mm-hmm. I had a husband who was four years younger than I was, and he was still working, and he was carrying the insurance, so I had an out that way. And then the other thing people say, and maybe they've said this to you, is if you quit working early, you won't get as much social social security then. You should work as long as you can, and like till you're 70 or something, if you can, because then you'll get more. I have heard that many times. Yeah, people say that all the time. But when you look into it, you find out you're not going to get that much more. And I was a person who was going to need social security Uh you're not going to get that much more, a few dollars more a month. And was that worth working in a situation where I felt undervalued 
and I wasn't in a good mood anymore about it, like when I had begun working there. And so... Uh, there came a time. Yeah, there came a time, and I just said, I am out of here. And, and my husband, too, he, he used to count down the... He was working as an emergency medical technician in the um, emergency department of the same hospital. And he loved his work, but he hated the way people were treating each other in that department. Really? Um, there was all this dissension, and higher-ups were mistreating people. And he was right at the bottom, and uh, he he's a very happy person. Patients love him because he takes good care of them, and they were kind of jealous of the fact that he had all these relationships with people, and eventually, I mean, he would he could tell you on any day how many days, how many hundreds of days there were left until the day that he could quit, which for him was a month before his 65th birthday, which is when you can begin yeah. collecting um, Social Security, and or maybe not that, but med when you can be in um, Medicare. Medicare, yeah. So that's what he did, you know. So people have different reasons for quitting, but the day comes. Well, I remember when Dad, as you well know, a professional golfer who also had Parkinson's, he almost ran over me with the golf cart. Ooh. No, but, I don't remember that. I know. I, we're finding out a lot yeah. about each other in our lives, even though we're siblings. Anyway, he quit golfing completely on that, that day. He, yeah. That was in Florida? No, it was in Wisconsin. They were up here for the summer. Oh, okay. And it was like, huh. I mean, you know, golf was dad's passion. Oh, yeah. And And for him to give it up was huge, just like my passion is teaching, and for me to give it up, there comes a time. Yeah. Well, I uh, I know lots of people who keep doing it until they're forced out, or they make a mistake, or uh, you know, Mark Mark is still a volunteer EMT, and he says to the people with whom he works, if you are ever afraid that I'm forgetting something or failing to do what needs to be done if I'm on a run, I want you to tell me because I don't want to be putting someone's life at risk. You know, I'm doing, I'm not doing this for money, but as a volunteer, I, you, someone has to tell me when I should stop. You know, and maybe that's, that's not always possible if you're working a, and you, you need that money I mean, there's always that concern. Yeah. You need that money. And, you know, when you quit working, who are you anymore? Oh, yes. Because for me and for so many people, what you do for a living is kind of who you are. People, people that you just meet for the first time, even if they're elderly like us, they'll say, well, what did you do? And they kind of judge you depending upon what you have as an answer. Um, I'm, I have to laugh when I think about my brother Roger was going to a class reunion. He was uh, probably in his 60s then. And you have to write something about what you did with your life. And his was just, a lot of it was totally fiction. Oh, I do skydiving <laughs> and, uh, you know, crazy things like that which he knew 
they were going to take as a joke because he made it sound so ridiculous. But people do judge you, and it's scary to stop working. Yeah, I know. Just two weeks ago, the principal of that school called me yeah. and said, I have, I have a, an idea for you. <laughs> and it doesn't involve getting on the floor. Ooh, big. <laughs> yeah. And she said, uh, and you won't have to lift anything heavy. She said, we have a new teacher, and she hasn't started her training yet. And she could really use some help um, putting all the materials on the shelf. She doesn't know what they're called, putting them in order. Could you do that for us and help her the first two weeks of school? Mm-hmm. And I loved it. She loved it, and we became really good friends. And so I think as long as you have your mind and people know what your capabilities are, you can still do things. Yeah, I found out after I quit working that I, I then belonged to a couple, I joined a couple of groups, Friends of the Kickapoo Valley Reserve, or the KBR, and friends of the library, our local library. And then I did I did the same kinds of things that I had been paid to do at the hospital. I did videos for them. I did ads for their events. I came up with some ideas for events. And I loved it. And, and they loved me. And now just, just this coming week, I'm going to do the flowers for a pasta supper that we're having before a big triathlon, and and I did the uh, poster for that for that supper, and um, people told me, oh, what a great poster that was! It's it's really going to bring in the crowds, and you know you can find things to do based on your abilities and your interests and your interests and. Often, these kinds of organizations attract older people, people who are just retired, people whose last kid maybe has gone off to school or something like that, and they want to, they want to be active, and they can be active. They can find these things. I agree. I just think we both, both you and I and Dad, all of us, we didn't give up our jobs because of a lack of love for it. It's because it's the right thing to do. That's about it. And maybe we're not always in the way. We're, we're old, but not always in the way. Love it. Janet and I come to you twice a month with new episodes. Some are funny, some are serious, Some are just our crazy opinions. I hope you enjoyed our show. Me too. It's been a pleasure. We are Nancy and Janet, the the Bitchin' Sisters. Sisters. Music by Hall and Sidnor. Sometimes we lost, sometimes we won, sometimes we had to turn and run.